live on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. A new day brings new topics. Our sports talk brings extensive debate and analysis by the host, expert contributors, and callers. We discuss it all. Join us weekdays at 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. All right, welcome to Never Had It So Good Sports Talk Radio. We're excited about this one tonight. Um, we have a lot going on, and we um, are honored to be a part of this. Um, my co-host, Duck Riley, is on. Duck, welcome to the show. What's up, Francis? Let's go. Let's go. Let's get it going. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Welcome in, Tim Moore, to the show. Welcome to the show, sir. Glad to be with you all again. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Duck, you want to explain what we're doing tonight? And I'm going to open up everybody's um, mic here, and we're going to get started. But this idea came from you. You want to give everybody, um, you know, the listeners, what we're doing tonight. Basically, uh, Princess and Tim, what we're going to do is uh, when we open up the mic, we have individual kind of talk about the 73-year and, you know, their experience with the 73 football season where we won the state championship. And then also honor of being inducted into a county hall of fame. Uh, some guys got to make it, but nobody was able to really give a speech. So hopefully they'll be able to kind of their feelings on exactly how they felt going into the hall of fame. That's basically why okay. I wanted to together. All right, all right. And the first one we're going to open up is Mr. John Brandt here. Um, your mic is open. How are you tonight? I'm well. How are you folks tonight? Doing really good. Doing really good. Thank so, you for being on. Well, and thank you to, thanks to you as well as Duck for setting this up. And I, my comments will be brief. I mean, I was seven years old in 1973, and uh, but I certainly remember the uh, that cold, sunny Saturday when uh, we beat CK on uh, 14 to 13. And what I seem to recall is that um, some were worried that the Blue Demons had decided to go for a two-point conversion, which would give them the lead, rather than to kick the extra point, which would give them a tie. And I distinctly remember uh, my father saying, I'm here to win, I'm not here to tie. And, uh, of course, the Blue Demons pulled it out, and we did win 14-13. to 13. And I want to thank all of the gentlemen who showed up last weekend, or weekend before last, I guess, uh, and David for all the work they did in getting everyone there. It was, uh, well, I don't remember all of you. I did remember some of you, and it was a nice event. And um, I guess the only other thing I would add is that uh, my dad would, was always proud of this team, and each one of the guys, and I'm sure he would be proud had he been able to be there and talk with each of you live. Um, the final thing is I'll close with is I guess two other things that I, re- that I remember as a seven-year-old about that season um, was, one, the vitriol my father had for the sports writer or the sports editor at the Bluefield Daily Telegraph, Debbie Currens. And everything led up to um, Stubby continued to say in the newspapers that Norfolk was not good, but they played a week's schedule. And when they played the Bluefield Beavers, 
they would show them what kind of team Norfolk really was. He had no faith in Norfolk. Stubby didn't. And, of course, when Bluefield, uh, Norfolk pulled out the win over Bluefield, uh, in addition to my mother peeing in her pants uh, during the game, she was so excited. Uh, but um, Stubby then still, after we beat his team, uh, went ahead and gave the area trophy for best football team to the Graham G-Man and still did not give it to Northport Blue Demons. And what makes that interesting is that Dad was very good friends with Stubby's son. Uh, his name was uh, Stubby, I think. And uh, Stubby still did not do that. And from that day forward, my father would never allow the Blue Daily Telegraph into a game, or he would not allow any comments <laughs> to any of the sports writers at Bluefield because he really felt like that the guys had been shortchanged and uh, Stubby was just kind of a jerk. So those are kind of the awesome. memories I have of the 1977, uh, 73 team. And, again, I just want to close by saying uh, my father would be proud of each and every one of you, and it was a pleasure to see you. Thank you for allowing me to comment. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, you, Mr. Jeff. Brent. Awesome. Hey, uh, All right. Could I, yes, could go I ahead. Offer, could I offer a little bit of perspective for those of those of us uh, listening who may not be too too familiar with West Virginia football? Bluefield Beavers were a big school in West Virginia. They had a reputation for winning state championships and being um, one of the largest schools in the area and one of the more successful schools in the area. Stubby Kearns was the sports editor at the Bluefield Daily Telegraph, but he was also the president of the West Virginia Sports Writers Association. And so he, he held a great deal of sway throughout the state of West Virginia for the opinions that he gave uh, on uh, high school sports uh, in that particular area. And, you know, I went to Graham High School. I wasn't there in 73, but uh, we also had the same kind of vitriol toward uh, him because he favored the Bluefield Beavers greatly in just about everything he wrote. Wow. Wow. Powerful stuff right there. And, and at that time, beat writers did hold a lot of influence. You are correct, Tim. You know, it, it's not like now where you can become your own reporter. Um, thank you That's for right. that perspective. Yeah, yeah. Juan Hickman, you're up next. Your mic is open. Oh, good afternoon. Juan Hickman here. Good afternoon. Yes, uh, sir. I would just like to say that the my memories of the 73 football team is just we had a bunch of great athletes. I mean, those guys were amazingly good, I mean, in skills. Um, it was a pleasure of mine to be on the team and certainly an honor to be inducted into the West Virginia Hall of Fame uh, on the 50th anniversary. Uh, it was great to see so many wonderful people that, I mean, classmates that I hadn't seen in 40, almost 50 years, almost the whole 50 years. Uh, so wow. that was wonderful, and, and I'm truly honored uh, for the induction. Um Thank you for having me, and I uh, look forward to seeing some of the guys at the next best opportunity. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Duck, you want to have anything to say? Oh, that's my guy, man. Hey, good, good. <laughs> it was great seeing you, Juan. Thank you. Awesome, awesome. All right, so next up is Leonard Spencer. Your mic is open. Uh, good afternoon, folks. Uh, uh, th hey, thanks, Duck, for setting this up, man. And 
most importantly, I, I'm just going to keep this brief. Juan uh, uh, Hickman just said everything that uh, that I wanted to say in terms of most of first and foremost, we're extremely blessed 50 years later to be able to see each other. And that's a blessing within itself, regardless of our feet. But it was an honor and privilege just being a part of a team. And one memory, is Coach Harris on the line? Coach Harris is not on yet. Oh, okay. But uh, he, he gave a very uh, – go ahead. I'm sorry, Doc. He, he He's going to try to call in later. He was traveling to – I think he got some of uh, Tim's uh, mileage, so he was going to Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Again, I'll be brief. I may be too long here. Uh, uh, he, he he really, uh, at the, at the uh, ceremony, uh, his testimony uh, was really in, impactful to me to just identify some things that happened throughout the games, each game, that I – totally forgot about after 50 years later. And it just brought everything back home for me. And one thing that I remember in our locker room is that we did, we did this famous, I shouldn't say a famous thing, but uh, uh, when we were rallying up before the game, we would, everyone had this, this thing that we did. And it was like, we were beating the, it was like, I don't know, like a drum beating type of ceremony that it, it, I think it helped galvanize stuff. I remember Benny Harris, my cousin Walter, and we were all unified. And uh, those are things that made, uh, that I think helped us as well to be galvanized as a group. And finally, uh, I'm, I'm very blessed to be able to speak on, a, on this ceremony and be alive. And uh, I'm just thankful to all the teammates and all the guys that were uh, were a part of a, a major thing in my life, and and uh, God bless everyone, and uh, I wish everyone a very peaceful and a very uh, extended life beyond this. Amen, amen. Thank you, Mr. Spencer. That was that was awesome. All right, next we're going to talk to Mr. James Allen. Hello, how you doing? On behalf of doing really good. Huh? This is Joe Allen. Sir. How you doing? Yeah, on behalf doing good. of uh, on behalf of this wonderful occasion, I like to thank David Duck Rally, my man, and on uh, the man that Gary Duff, who has passed on. I want to thank her for supporting us and loving us and taking care of us. Without them, we this would never have been put on. And. It's so been wonderful. I missed it, and I wish I could come. I hope we can do this again. If not, I hope y'all guys just stay together and call each other. And don't forget where we come from. And the times, the good times we had with Coach Wingfield and Coach Board and Coach, uh, uh, we used to call it <laughs> Coach Hoghead. <laughs> but that's what we used to have a big joke about that all that. We had a great time together. It was so wonderful. I don't want to hold up too much time. If I stay on here, it'd be all day. But I love all you guys, <laughs> and God bless you. Duck, thank you, man. Amen. Love you, bro. And that, that was my running partner, Prince. <laughs> <laughs> you got my I got on that. We kept on talking. <laughs> Amen. I love y'all. Amen. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, that that is all the ones that are labeled and that you gave me some phone numbers from. So now we're going to open up the mic of some others and just um, call out the last four of your phone number so we can get you in here. 7072, your mic is open. Excuse me? 
Hello? Yeah, that's your... Yes, ma'am. Seven. Hi, how are you? I didn't know I was going to get an open mic, but uh, um, I'm calling from you... Maryland, and my brother, Lamont Davis, played on the team, so awesome. I just, just went, hey, Duck, how you doing? You how you doing, me? Edna? <laughs> yes, yes, Edna. <laughs> I was surprised when I found out my uh, mic was open. I've learned so much just listening uh, since uh, I tuned in. So I just want to just thank you guys. I appreciate hearing all the good conversation and how close everyone was on the team. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. You're welcome. You, you just missed June Allen. That, that was another uh, one of Lamont's. Uh, we all ran together. Really? Wow. Well, wow. I guess I guess next time I'm down in Norfolk, I'll have to meet him. Yeah, we, we have to bring him in from Washington, PA. Well, that's okay. <laughs> we can do it. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. All right, the next phone number, um, the last four, is 6559. 6559, your mic is open. Last four of your phone number. Six five five nine. So we're going to move on. One three seven zero. Your mic is open. That's the last four of your phone number. One three seven zero. All right. So let's see what else we have here. All right, Mr. Adolphus Shelton. Your mic is open. Hello. How are you, sir? Doing fine. This is um, I'm Adolphus. Uh, I uh, I played ball with Duck Riley and all the other guys that that's that made it to the Hall of Fame. Unfortunately, I didn't get to come to the Hall of Fame uh, ceremony because my daughter was pregnant and she lost the baby, and that's oh, wow. that's the reason why I didn't come. Um. Mm-hmm. um but um, it, it you know I don't know how your interview's going or what you want, but uh, he said he wanted to see uh, you know what it took to uh, for us to accomplish the things that we did, you know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. If you want to talk about the experience and some of the um, key players that you were friends with, that's what we want. This is you all's time, just to you know, just to, to reflect back on that time. Well, you know, we all came from a small town in North Fork, West Virginia, and uh, um, our football team won the championship off of just mere discipline. We didn't have any weight room or anything like that. We had um, Coach Henry Wingfield was the one that, did most of the grass drills and everything that we had to do. Um, we were to uh, be well disciplined in how to tackle, uh, how to execute plays. In fact, one time um, our offensive line, I was an offensive guard, and um, our offensive line kept jumping off sides, and the coach said, Next person that jumps off sides, you got to run a hundred laps after practice Monday. 
And the first person that jumped off sides was me. And I knew the count, but I just was so hyped about what I was doing that I jumped off sides and I stood up in the middle of the field and said, oh, man, I got to run 100 laps. <laughs> that's, that's the only thing I talked about, you know. And but but we wow. we went we won off of just mere discipline, um, discipline and and how to execute plays, n- discipline and blocking, um, and like I said, we didn't have a strength and conditioning uh, program. We didn't even have weights at all, and some schools did, but that didn't stop us from accomplishing the goals that we could have reached where well, we reached at least. Amen. Amen. Thank you, mm-hmm. Mr. Shelton. That was awesome. That was awesome. Did you, oh. did you do the hundred, hundred laps when you, or, with uh, the uh, no, I did a hundred laps around the f- football field. I saw the moon and everything else <laughs> while I was running. <laughs> <laughs> And and um, uh, I was actually um, uh, uh, underclass of uh, Duck Rally, and uh, I think Ronald Cowan was the offensive guard that that at that year he was he was ahead of me also, and he got hurt one time, and they put me in there, and Duck said, "If you don't block, I'm running up your back," and. I would block as hard as I could block. And one time his shoulder pads hit my back. I wanted to turn around and have a battle out with Duck on the field. <laughs> but he ran that I'm ball. I'm waiting for Duck's response. <laughs> Duck? I'm just listening. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, Princess, All right. Princess, can I? Can I can I ask Doug something? I was just just looking at you all's schedule from from 73, and I I realized last night we had uh, Steve Swain on from the 1970 Gary High School uh, state championship team that was just an awesome ball club and uh, a powerhouse during that period of time. Steve Thornton was their quarterback. He was a junior at the time. And uh, I'm looking back at the schedule. Northwood had lost to Gary two straight years after uh, Gary won the state championship, but they came up in 73 with a powerhouse. And their scores, they beat Gary in the first game of the season, 44-8. to eight. Um, They won yeah. uh, the second game, it was 56 nothing, 22 nothing, 52 nothing, 61-22, 21-8 against Welch, which was their cross-county rival, which was another AAA school that they beat, 61-8, uh, 30-14, and then they beat the big bad Bluefield Beavers twenty-two to eighteen in Bluefield, and uh, another AAA team, Princeton, the next week right before the playoffs, eighteen to eight. And then they played two schools from Huntington, uh, Huntington Vincent and Cerrito Canova in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was what was that like, Duck? Uh, what, what what was the biggest win of the season other than the state championship game? And what was it like as it looked like at the end of the season you all started playing much stiffer competition from Bluefield, Princeton, Huntington, Vincent, and then Sarita Canova? So, uh, of course, our rivals 
and everybody, you know, that's on here could probably jump in on that. Gary was the one wanted to be mm-hmm. there to lose to Gary. The, our opening yeah. game. Yeah. It was almost like a given. Okay, Gary's going to beat you, so you look ready to beat everybody else. But uh, determined not to lose Gary, our first game. You know, our other rival was Welch. Mm-hmm. Never beat Welch. You know, we beat him in junior high school, but never high school until my senior year. Okay. Other and you got them 21 to 8? Yeah, and, and, you, you and we had a few touchdowns. And we had a few touchdowns called back, Tim. <laughs> 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 it, really, it really wasn't, wasn't indicative of what, trust me, uh, they, and they weren't going to let us beat them but so bad. But anyway, we, we we beat them. And, of course, Bluefield, you know, a guy named Gary Bain, who was supposed to be oh. Superman. I'm sure you hear, right. you hear it about that. So, but oh, yeah. anyway, you know, we were determined. And when we went into the playoffs, we were banged up. Uh, and it's taking anything from Huntington Benson or C.K., were banged up. I was hurt. Mama Cowan was hurt. A few other people were banged up. They didn't get 14 that everybody else played against uh, throughout the season. Okay. Is there anybody else? I open up the mic. Is there anybody else that want to comment on that? Well, you know, the, uh, the, uh, the uh, game between us in Bluefield um, that year, I think, well, I, I thought it was greater than the state championship because we were down and we came back and last few seconds of the game, we won that game. Yeah. And I I was elated. I, I, I think I, I was celebrating that game when, and it was a triple A school too because we were just double A. We were small, but uh, that didn't that didn't stop us. We had the perseverance to get around anybody, you know. And some of the, you know, we we talking football, but I think some of the discipline that the coaches, especially Coach uh, Wingfield and Coach. Um, uh, Boyd, because Coach Boyd uh, he he led the basketball team to several state championships. Um, uh, I think that they uh, uh, they and Coach Brent was a, he was a good coach, but he 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 delegated his his coaching to uh, other coaches, and and that's who made us into the guys that we are now. I'm, in fact, it disciplined me because I, my father died when I was 12. And just having just the men to mentor me uh, about things, you know, it made me, my father gave me 12 years of, of foundation, but uh, um, the coaches helped also. Yes, go ahead. Oh, yes, my name is Randolph Harris. Uh <clears throat> Uh, David, I wanted to tell you thanks, and just listening to everything that all the guys are talking about. 
Uh, I just want to piggyback on some of the things and some somewhat of a summary. Uh, watching these guys and practice and playing with them, they were no nonsense guys. They were serious about what they wanted. And to go 12 and 0 in any competition, especially football, and not have the technical support that they have today, that's amazing. And just to piggyback again on all the comments that was made 50 years later to be able to celebrate that with those who are among us and those, even those who are not just having that memory. But using those same principles and applying them in life, you know, the discipline, the playbook, the strategy, that was a good foundation. And, and using those things in life, it's priceless. So we had an opportunity to get that information for free. And, again, listening to Duck getting hurt and those guys hurt and going out there still playing, very rarely does, does that happen today. And it was just an honor to even say, hey, you know, I played with Duck Rally. He took it a little further than most of us did that was playing football. And to get beat up and continue to punish your body and take the hits that you're taking, hey, man, I had to lose Thanks and blessings to everybody. Amen. Amen. Let's see if we can open some other mics. 7912, your mic is open. That's the last floor of your phone number. Yes, ma'am. Good afternoon. This is Good afternoon. Spencer. Yes, ma'am. Uh, How are you? I'm fine, ma'am. I was on my way back from a doctor's appointment because I had a doctor's appointment today, but I was encouraged to call in and just listen. I didn't know I'd be able to comment. But, you know, you know, I've been listening to some of the comments here for maybe about uh, 20 minutes. But it was an honor, again, it was an honor for me to be able to play on that football team. And, of course, we give a shout-out to uh, David Riley, David Duck Riley. And I continued to play with him for another couple of years, uh, to 1970. Four, and then I graduated in 1975. But uh, the discipline that we had from the coaches, as mentioned before, is priceless. And I just had a wonderful time. And, again, like uh, Randolph Harris said, it benefited me, and I'm sure all of us, in our lives as we grew up to be men and older men. And I want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. 4252, your mic is open. That's the last one. we got one more. 4252, give us your name. Okay. My name is Alita Riley. Hold on just a moment. I'm sorry. We, we I closed it for a moment. Go ahead, Ms. Riley. No, I said I'm just listening, and I thank God for my brother and for the whole team. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We thank God for Duck Riley, too, around here. Thank you very much. I appreciate that, my sister. (laughs) Hopefully I don't owe you for that comment, but all right, no problem. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, 6965. 6965, your mic is open. Oh, this is Mose. Man, 
I think we had one of the best teams around at the time. We had a great bunch of guys. I mean, the guys was dedicated to the game and, I mean, just dedicated to the school period. And another thing I was excited about, the dedication that we had towards each other. We were a group of, of, of friends, which you don't really, you very rarely find a bunch of guys, you know, different ethnicities, but able to stick together and get the job done. So, I enjoyed those guys. I had a great time at the Hall of Fame induction, you know, just a wonderful time, even though we didn't get to stay as long as we wanted to. Awesome, awesome, awesome. (laughs) We have one more that's an unidentified caller. I'm going to open up your mic now. Unidentified caller, go ahead. Is that me? I think it is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was waiting for 2901. This is Curtis Simmons. It's been been really nice listening to everybody. I, I'm enjoying this. Um, just the, the fact that we got recognized for something that we did 50 years ago and that there were still people around who remembered tells you a little bit about that team. Um, and I, I was when I, I heard about the, the Hall of Fame uh, I started to think back on the season and and the different things that happened. And and a lot of these guys who have spoken before me have have hit on a lot of the things that I remembered. And, uh, you know, we had three, three triple A teams on our, on our schedule that year and they were all away games and uh, took care of all of them. And uh, I think the the biggest thing I remember about that team is we just never thought we were going to lose. Just never, even, even when we were down to Bluefield with five or six minutes left, I don't think anybody there thought we were going to lose. And it was wow. uh, it was great playing with all of you, and uh, it's great listening to you again, too. I'm so sorry I wasn't able to get there uh, a couple of weekends ago. I was really looking forward to seeing everybody. But uh, uh, this is this has been nice. I've been I've been listening since 5:30, and uh, it's nice to hear uh, hear some of these voices from the past. Amen. Amen. Yes. Go ahead. Are, are we out of time? No, we're not. No, we're not. Oh, okay. We, I scheduled okay. it for 90 minutes, so keep going. Okay, yeah, I've got, I have got. I was just looking back at the schedule, um, and I didn't realize until just now, they went 10-0 and in 73. They went undefeated in 74 the very next year and actually went to the state championship game, but they didn't win the state championship game that year. Um, but they went two years completely undefeated in the regular season. Uh, and then did it again the second year and went back to the state championship game before losing to the same team that they played and beat the year before. But I've heard several of the guys mention Bluefield, the win at Bluefield. Now, that was a really big win because, as I mentioned, Bluefield was a triple-A powerhouse in the state of West Virginia. Uh, They played in a huge stadium for high school at that time. There were about 12,000 people at that game. I remember that ball game. I was there. And uh, and it seems to me, if I remember, Duck and, and Wayne Carrington had just tremendous ball games in that comeback against Bluefield. I wonder if somebody could talk to, uh, you know, what that comeback was like and the exhilaration of winning in front of that massive crowd uh, at Mitchell Stadium. Uh, is is Leonard is Leonard Stumpson still on? Well, let me see yeah, here. Doc. Yeah, man. Yeah. Leonard, you might uh, want to 
on it defensively because you guys played a a role in, uh, you know, come back from that deficit to win the game. So you might want to talk about maybe something that you saw that maybe gave us an edge defensively. Well, okay, okay. Uh, someone mentioned a big-time running back that was on the Bluefield Beavers team. What was his name? Gary Bank. Gary Bank, right. That's all That's all we hear, right? You know, it'd be like us playing the Chicago Bears and, and you know, Walter Payton. You know, I think what happens when you start hearing a team, uh, hearing a particular player, not Duck, but a particular player who's, who's, who's pretty <laughs> popular, you know, you end up trying to disprove things were wrong. So from a defensive standpoint, you know, we were extremely disciplined, and I think, and, and I, you know, we sit back and watch TV today and see all these defensive schemes and different types of lineups. I, I just feel we play like sandlock football and tackle the guy as quick as we can. And so with Bluefield, it was more of a motivation defensively all year. I mean, I, I didn't, and, I, and just to be clear, the scores that they highlighted, I didn't, I forgot all about those scores. Until I hear Coach Harris allude to him doing the uh, doing the uh, ceremony, and I didn't realize how lopsided it was. But I appreciate you, Doug, giving us defensive only team members a little shout out because those scores were lopsided, and it had to be with defense. Now some people played on both sides of the ball, offensive and defensive, but I think for the Bluefield game, it was a, a continuation, even though it wasn't like we. You know, again, the double A, we're double A and they're triple A, triple A. So clearly we were motivated. But I think we took every game, you know, as it was won. We didn't think Bluefield was any better than anyone else. And so I think the scores show that. And I just simply think, as someone alluded to earlier, from a total team perspective, on both sides of the ball, I think we were just that we were together. We played as brothers. And the results showed. So I'm not going to give Bluefield any more uh, 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 of, a, of a thing that we had to get up for. We played every game. And look at all the scores. I don't know what our average was, Duck. Is there any – if you look at it, I don't know what was the highest score anyone scored on us throughout the season. Even, even the championship games, we were low-scoring games. Fort Chisel scored 22 against you. Who was that? Two was the most. Yeah, Fort Chisel had 22, but you all had 61. Yeah, but Fort Chisel, we had to drive an hour, two hours away to go there. That's just my comment. Anyone else open, do it. That's just my two cents on that. As far as I remember, keep in mind, 50 years ago is a long time, and I'm listening to people on this call, and it sounds so surreal. It's like going to the movie, Back to the Future. I, these guys I played with, I was listening to, uh, what's his name, Harris, and different ones. As I'm listening to the Adolphus and different people. Think about this for a second. We'll listen to guys after 50 years. I saw these guys as 18 and 19, 17 and 18-year-old kids, and, and I included myself. And it's 50 years later, and I'm listening, and even Curtis Simmons chimed in. And his voice sounds familiar. And the only thing I can go on is the voice. And it's so surreal mm-hmm. listening 50 years later.
to grown men now that you remember that as teenagers. That's my last two cents. <laughs> Tim, Tim, you also got to remember too. And we played for Chillswood in Virginia. They were undefeated also. And when we went down there, scored so many points. Uh, they scored when I guess everybody else was put in the game. Okay, I mean. Because I only I I played two and a half quarters against them. <laughs> okay. Like Randolph and Walter, like Randolph Harris, backed me up. They came in and Boone Allen and Greg Gillen, Rodney Matthews, Jewel Taylor. They didn't really want. They didn't really want them guys to come in. They were worse than we were, and we started. <laughs> hey Duck, Duck, Duck you played. Growing, man. You, Duck, you played at West Virginia University with Gary Bain. Uh, tell us, tell us uh, about that comeback. Because uh, if I remember, you had a you had a great game that night against Bluefield when you all made that comeback in front of the huge crowd up there. Uh, talk to me about what that was like uh, from your perspective that night. Like. Like Leonard said, all we all we heard about was Gary Gary Bain and Jimmy Kaiser. How you know it was how how much they were going to do this and do that. Gotta remember, we're from the past. We we're not afraid of anybody. You know, it, we didn't care. We, we didn't. <laughs> this competition was a lot of times was in practice against each other. Right. When we had opportunity to play against, you know, that's that's what we live for. That's what you you want to be. In order to be the best, you have to beat the best. Right. I mean, what we wanted to do, and Bain was a, a good guy. Bain wasn't. You know, Gary could have played for Norfolk. I, I ain't trying to be funny. Agreed. All right, so that's everybody that has called in, um, and I have their mic open. Um, uh, Duck, I've wondered this, and I um, and how do you get, you know, sixteen, seventeen-year-olds, or you know, that age teenagers to manage winning? You you all were undefeated, and how did the coaches? You know, I kept keep hearing about discipline. How did the coaches keep you all? With some humility, until you got to the to the prize. Anybody want to answer that for me? It was humble beginning. I mean, we wasn't the kind of guys. My personal opinion, Randolph again, wasn't a bunch of guys who were flashy. Now, granted, Duck had his dance that he did, and on. Those, Red Dog, he was dancing Red in Dog, high school, too? No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> so this yeah. just didn't start in, in, in professional ball. He, he's been dancing all his life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was very good with it. It wasn't his plans. He'd do his little thing and go hand the ball to the referee. But uh, it was very humbling. It was a humble experience to be able to build on that. Again, when you see a bunch of guys that show up every day, day in, day out, for the work ethic to win, 
And, you know, I heard Mr. Randall, you hold it right there for just a moment. Um, if you're not talking, can you mute your side? I'm hearing a lot of background noise. Especially, I think someone driving. So if you're not talking, mute your side, your phone for me. Okay, go ahead, Mr. Randall. Can you hear me now? I got you. Okay. So, yeah, just to be um, able to watch it. Bunch of guys again. Go ahead. Mr. Randolph. Yes, okay. I, I don't... All right. I think we got a bad connection. You go ahead. Go ahead. We can hear you now, Randolph. We can hear you. Okay. He actually, he actually, go ahead. I'm sorry. Someone else dropped. Having a bunch of My guys apologies. to come in with one thing in mind and not being too flashy, as I said before, but taking the game seriously on and off the field, you know, because doing that, it enables us to build on that even in life. And I have to keep going back to that. Those same basic principles that we learned there, was part of some of the successes in our life. And I don't mean monetary, but just advancing and being competitive in the world today and not taking advantage of anybody when they're down, but picking them up when they're at their best and beat them. That's just the competitive edge that I think that those guys had from what I've seen. And I took those characteristics myself from that and carried on into my life, even sometimes today in my personal life. So that's all I have to say. Anyone else want to chime in? Go ahead, Doc. And just like, you know, most of them are saying, just a, you know, and Mo's kind of summed it up best. Uh, we, we were just a strong team, and it wasn't no egos. I, I played quarterback all my life, all the way up till a year with Brent deal to move me, especially Wayne Carrington, key to our success. You know, I I think if we'd have ran the option with better at quarterback, I don't know how far we would have went, but as far as throwing the football, I doubt Wayne Carrington, that was that was his MO. Uh, you know, great people backing each other up. I mean, you know, I could leave out the game and Randolph could come in and do exactly what I did. Jewel, who backed up Vic, unfortunately, some of the guys that played with us are not here today, like like Lamont Davis, where his sister got on the phone, or, or Roy Jennings, or, or Vic Anthony, I thought was a tremendous athlete enough from the seventh grade to school. I mean, he was something else. Um, it was just... Like I said, close-knit, you know, you see one, you know, you hear a lot of bickering about this guy scoring, this guy scoring, and stuff like that. It wasn't none of that. It was all about you. Wow, wow. Anyone else want to to chime in? Um, If not, you know, I hear about anyone else want to chime in on that? I I would like to for a minute. Warren Hickman. Go ahead. Uh, I, I'm going to uh, say this: uh, the, the basketball, I mean, the football team is, is 
the 73 football team is the only team from Northbrook that won a state championship in football. And, and as others have mentioned previously, coming from a very small school whose facilities were nothing compared to going to these other schools who had all the facilities, weight rooms and, and everything. So, and as Adolphus and Randolph and Duck and Lennon and several others have mentioned, the discipline and dedication it took to do that, I mean, those guys were dedicated. Not only were they talented, I mean, they, the talent was there, without a question, but the discipline and dedication, it was second to none. I'll say that. And I think, looking back, I think one of the toughest games uh, physically that we played came from Princeton High School. Uh, sitting on the sidelines, listening to those guys play by play. I mean, you could hear the pads crunching. I mean, bam, pow. Those guys were hitting harder than I think any other game <laughs> that we played. That Princeton game was brutal. I mean, we won, not by that much, by about, maybe about 10 points, but the game itself was brutal. And I think that's where a lot of guys got hurt going into the championship uh, games. So uh, I think Princeton was probably the toughest game uh, physically that we encountered. Uh, so being less than full strength that gave those next two games to the championship, uh, that made them a lot closer than I think they would have been had we not been so banged up, as others have said. Uh, and the dedication, I think part of that came from – the football team was competing against the basketball team. The basketball team had already won a state championship. So the football team wanted to show that we were equally as good. And even though, I mean, the basketball team won, what, eight, nine championships in a row, we didn't accomplish that. But like uh, the other moderator said earlier, we did go back-to-back uh, -back undefeated seasons. The 74 team had an undefeated season also. We didn't win the state championship game. We lost in the state championship. But, I mean, everybody was just dedicated. And I think we were competing against the team. We wanted to be recognized as much as the basketball team was recognized for, for what we did. So I think that a, a lot of what we accomplished came about by our own competitiveness within the school, within the school sports teams. So uh, thank you again for seeing everybody. And those I didn't see, I hope that I'll see you again sometime in the future. And uh, good luck to everybody. I look forward to seeing you guys. Love you all. Uh, Princess, thank you. Princess, he, he brought up something that, that I hadn't heard before, and I was looking back at the schedule. Mm -hmm. They played Bluefield, uh, who was the powerhouse in the, in the region, uh, one week, which is AAA, AAA ball club. Then they played Princeton the following week, and both of those games were away, uh, away games. And these are schools, of, if, if, for those of you who don't know, Bluefield and Princeton, is one. Uh, both of those schools are, are schools that are high-dollar schools that probably have as nice of facilities as any high schools anywhere. Um, and I, I hadn't heard anybody mention how tough Princeton was. Could anybody else comment on that, how tough that game was? Randolph, is, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, to me, to me, being a, a sophomore, all the games were tough. I mean, I remember getting hit by some of the guys, and especially the probably were seniors. I mean, you felt it. So, to me, at that time, all the games were tough, and I was part of the starting unit of the '74 team, which is they stated we got beat, and you know. God's going to hit you either way. I remember with John Jennings, he broke his leg. Uh, and we gave him the game ball. That was the playoff game. And then we went on to the state championship. And I think that took something out of ourselves. But, again, man, these guys that we're talking about and had the opportunity to play with, it's like no other. You know, um, again, You'd have to been there to actually realize. So I can't even attempt to say the meaning of, of, of what I witnessed of champions. And a lot of champions walk through the halls of Norfolk High School, a lot. And just to look back and to be a part of that, it's priceless. So, again, thanks, guys, and good to see you. And looking forward to seeing you again. Is, is there anybody else that uh, could come? Uh, Go ahead, though. Uh, and I was hoping that uh, it was like Curtis Simmons would have jumped back on about it because up front, then uh, really they were tough, gritty type ball players. That thing, uh, more so of the build up that Stubby tried to, you know. There, you know, hey, you, you basically letting a double a double A team be the triple A team that that type of thing to get uh, Princeton and everybody else riled up about. But all knows, really didn't want to lose to us. Mm-hmm. Like you said, triple A schools didn't want to come to Norfolk to play. We had to take go on the road to that you know to that venue. Uh, yeah, I, I noticed. I noticed that 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 you played Welch, you played Bluefield, and you played Princeton, all AAA schools, and each one of those games, as someone else mentioned earlier, were all on the road. Yeah. Uh, the thing about the, the Princeton game was, uh, uh, I think because, uh, you know, Ronald Cowens, who was our middle linebacker hit in the first quarter. Guess who had to slide over to linebacker, middle linebacker? (laughs) Okay. Which I never practiced middle linebacker. Usually I would play outside back or corner. You're breaking up a little bit, Doug. I got you now. You were breaking up. Uh, so, it was a little bit by Ronald going out. End of the game, every time they would try to tackle me, I twist my ankle under the pile. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you back then you didn't call it dirty. You know, you just playing football. <laughs> but hey, that's why. When uh, Juan was talking about how tough that game was, yeah, we got beat up because we 
they were they were doing stuff that shouldn't have been done, but and hard too, and we played hard. So, up the lineman would be able to talk to you a little bit more about it because Curtis and the Dolphins and them had to face them more, more so up front than I did. Anybody else want to chime in on that? I think Curtis Simmons' mic is still open. Mr. Simmons? Okay. Remember now, you know, we uh, still, we might have, some of us that are played up on that line might have a little bit of CTE, so you got to be careful with that question. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've heard you all mention um, on the discipline on and off the field. Um, it, the question is, is that did you hold, it, it seemed to me that you held each other accountable off the field and made sure that you all stay, stayed out of trouble. Is, is that how, am I interpreting that right? Is there anybody that wants to comment on that? Yeah, I we think standards were, 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 were pretty high. I mean, you had to wear a blazer and a necktie. Uh <laughs> You knew that oh, wow. anything that you done off the field, you'd be affiliated with the team. Nobody wanted that because they're not going to know you by name. They're just going to say, hey, that Blue Demon, Norfolk Blue Demon guy got in trouble. Nobody wanted that. So we wanted to be cool, I guess, if that's what you want to say. But we also wanted to hold high standards among each other. And, again, it comes from humble beginnings, you know, uh, coming from a little small town and, not having all the technology as we had talked about earlier from the different schools, uh, we did it on sure determination, and and again that that's dedication of, of wanting to win. Mm-hmm. Right. And we had a curfew, Princess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the coach was right. Hey, I think that was ten o'clock. Know, wasn't it? Right. It was 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock, was, right, o'clock. that's right. Yeah, they'll come to your house and, and, be, and make sure you're at home. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. anyway, they did drive-by, what they call yeah, drive-by. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and we was in school, Coach Winfield had the hallway. You couldn't even, you couldn't even put, touch no girl, look at no girl. <laughs> oh, he put his fist in your chest, Oh, he ain't play no game. He ain't play no game. You better not even look at no girl. You, oh, you better not even, you better not even say <laughs> he just look at you. That's all you got to do. You go on back and turn your head down, just like he's your father. Hey, and that's exactly what they were. For for those of us that didn't have a father in the family, being raised by Amen. a single parent, man, that's Amen. what Coach Winkfield was. He was a dad to, to all, us, man, as well as the other that. coaches, too. Yeah, all of them. All of them, You know, which I didn't have a father in the house. Coach yeah. Boyd, too. Look, yeah. it stemmed from the discipline that we got from those coaches and the dedication that we had for each other, man. And I think that's yeah. what kept us together. Uh, mm-hmm. Like Duck said, we didn't have no bickering. It wasn't about no. who scored the most points, who got the most touchdown. All we knew, it was winning. That's what our school was about and each other. It didn't matter who got what, who got the award. Look, man, we wanted to win. And that's what I say. We had a great bunch of guys that just stuck together no matter what, in, on the field and off the field. You and ain't going to do field, nothing. Right. 
you wasn't going to do anything to jeopardize your teammates, even off the field. You're right about you that. You know, we right. had a we yep. had a bunch of guys that was you know that we probably hung out with for a while, but we wasn't about to get in trouble for hanging around them because we knew no, what we was up against. You know, yeah. and again, man, we wanted to. Win. It was about winning for us. It was about winning and holding each other accountable and being disciplined, because discipline right. will take you a long way. Like Randolph yeah. said, in your personal life, it'll help you, and in in teamwork. And we all we always play together. You know, if you play together with whether you got a mediocre team or a great team, if you play together, you go in places. And that's what we look. We started from day one when we started to practice in August. Hey, we were going to win it all. That's all we had. That was our goal was to win it all, and that was in both sports. Yeah. yeah. Well, well. Well said. Mark. All right. Tim, any more questions? No, I just want to mention, I don't know if the guys know this, uh, and, and I sent it to Duck uh, uh, a few months ago, the 1973 championship game against uh, Sarita Canova, which was down near Huntington, uh, is on YouTube. Uh, if you want to look it up and, and see, uh, they jumped out early with an early lead and then held on uh, late to win that game. But that game is on YouTube, the 1973 uh, North Fork State Championship game. Oh, okay. No, that, I didn't uh, know it. Thanks. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, thank you. Now, now, now we played Serena Canova in, uh, in, in uh, the 74 year at Marshall University on that AstroTurf. And I hated the AstroTurf. Because I got, I ended up with turf toe. I ended up with um, scarred Everything. up knees from the turf burns. Um, right. uh, where the seam, they rolled the carpet on the on the field together. It was like somebody got a knife and just cut you with a switchblade or something. Uh, and I was bloody and <laughs> and 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 hurting from the sweat and and my scarred up knees and and elbows. And um, it, 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 but, but, but our coach, he would always say, shake it off, shake it off, shake it off. And I, my toe is, my big toe is hurting. And, and he said, shake it off. I shake you. I wanted to say you shake it off, but I, I knew better to say that. <laughs> yeah. And the running backs uh, were playing with regular cleats. Until halftime, they had to go out and get us some uh, turf some Walmart. shoes. Yeah. <laughs> With some Walmart. Call them the uh, Converse All-Stars, Chuck Taylors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we played in their backyard. They knew that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's, um, that's, 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 that's the big difference between I never played on uh, turf and stuff until I went to college. So I can imagine what they went through. Never played on it, never experienced running on it. It had to be, it had to be tough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow, wow. So what I always ask this when we do where are they now, would any of you all, you alluded to technology and where we are at this point, would you like to have had cell phones with cameras and, and, and social media back then when you were playing? 
Mm, we done made Besides a Duck, I already know. I, I know Duck the answer. Who's, who's we be rich. <laughs> uh, me personally, Randolph. Nah, I don't think <laughs> no. um, we should have had. And I know you got to be innovative and creative, otherwise you're going to get left behind. But I think we would have missed out on a lot of things. I, I don't think the focus would have been there because now you got social media and uh, everything else that you, you, you're dealing with, which is a good thing. I mean, don't get me wrong, but I think it was just a little bit ahead of our time. Yeah, in a small town we come from, too. We wouldn't have got no publicity behind that. <laughs> Plus, we wouldn't have got any service. You are yeah. service either. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, you're probably right, Doug. <laughs> Right. Yeah, we'd have crawled up on hey. a telegram phone like Green Acres. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> oh, Lord. Don't you can't get none down there now. The further <laughs> you go down, the less service you're going to get. You better, get, you better stop <laughs> in Bluefield talk to everybody. Right. <laughs> y'all can't say that because Prince is going to hold this against me, man. So y'all can't. We, we have, Somebody we have said service. crawl up the pole like Green Acres. <laughs> Yeah, I do now. Yeah, <laughs> we ran up. We ran out in, in our football field. We we we, uh, we ran into telegram foes. That's how Duck was so tough. He needed to knock him out the way. What? <laughs> 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 uh, Thank you, so Duck. Thank you, Duck. <laughs> I tell you what, we probably was one of the only football fields that had a watering hole. <laughs> right across the spring, the over there. Field, the spring water coming down. Yeah. <laughs> That's where we drank that water, Princess. That's where we did our water breaks. Did he say watering yeah. hole? Like it was a, okay. All right. Coming out of the mountain. Coming out of the mountain. That's right. No, what they're talking about, Princess, wow. is their, their stadium was right near uh, a mountainside. It was in a valley <laughs> right near a mountainside. And and right. there were there were there was water that ran down the mountain through through right. through rocks, pure clear, just just some of the best tasting water you've ever you've ever had. But it came directly out of moonshine moonshine water, moonshine water. Somebody said moonshine water. Moonshine water. Okay. <laughs> uh, good old spring water. Good damn yeah, brother. Cold. Good. Nice cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prince, right, you don't realize from... that people come from people come from all over to get that water, especially right. outside of Mayberry. Right. Yep. That's, right. That's where most of it come out. Well, they're certainly not truck. going there to get cell phone reception. Hold on, gentlemen, just one moment here. I want to open up the – oh, he hung up. Uh, Mr. Beasley was on. I was trying to get him open up, but he, he hung up. So keep going. All right. Um, any Anything else, Duck, Tim? Uh, no, it's just been a, it's been a pleasure to listen to these guys. I remember as a young kid growing up in Bluefield, Virginia. I remember, you know, well we were originally from Gary, but we moved to Bluefield, Virginia. But I remember watching these guys play, and uh, I remember the you know they talked about how Stubby Currents did with the newspaper and and how he favored the Bluefield and Mercer County teams so much. Uh, it was a major major deal when they beat Bluefield at Bluefield in front of that big crowd. Um, it reverberated all over the region, all over the area. 
and and people from all of the schools in the area were pulling for Norfolk that night, and it was just a great it was a great win for them. Does open wow. up Beasley's wow. number again? Look, he said you couldn't hear him. Yeah, I'm looking for it. Three three oh three. He still has me. Oh, there he is, right there. Okay, Mr. Yeah. Beasley, welcome to the show. No. Not Mr. Beasley. That was my dad. He worked hard for that reputation. I haven't put the work before. <laughs> I, I, I'm, to you all, I'm known as Keith. To everybody else, I'm okay. known as John. But as long as you okay. call me at dinner time, I'll come. But I answer <laughs> anything at dinner time. <laughs> he came on with the joke. <laughs> Tell us about your experience with this team, um, sir. (laughs) Well, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, I'm a 66-year-old man that has my children and my family say I have nine lives. I have come close to dying many times. But by far, next to my God and my wife and my kids, my family, that group of guys were the happiest moments of my life. Uh, Duck Riley, Wayne Carrington, John Jennings, and I can go on and on, and, and, and I'm not trying to leave anybody out, but they helped make me the good person I am. Now, my mom and dad had a little bit to do with it, and I remember that switch from that maple tree had a little bit to do with it, too. <laughs> but, but that that being said, uh, Towns, the Duck Rileys, the Wayne Carrington, taught me about life and work. I'm going to tell you a true story. And, and I don't know, I, I don't remember who all it was. And this is from, probably from my senior year. It may have been my junior year. But uh, back in the mid-'70s, soul music was a huge thing. And I loved it. Marvin Gaye, I loved every minute of it. And uh, there was there was a band coming uh, to Welch Armory. And uh, a bunch of the guys from the team, said, why don't you go with us? We know you like it. And and I said, I'll be the only white boy there. I said, I won't make it out of the parking lot. I said, I won't make it out of the parking lot. And every one of them, and it, it, was, it was two carloads. Every one of them said, you're with us. If anybody's got a problem with you, they got a problem with us. And sure enough, I no more than stepped out of the car till somebody that I didn't know came up to me and said, what are you doing here, white boy? And I thought, oh, God. And, and, and all of a sudden, my brothers, and they were my brothers, all of them come around and they all, they circled him and said, he's with us. If you got an issue, come talk to us. That's the way we were. And this was the 70s. It was racial hard times. 
but I love them and they love me. That's the way I felt. And, and I, I mean, I know we accomplished some amazing things in sport, but we accomplished some amazing things in life and still are. Uh, I can't tell That's you. That's pretty good right there. I can't tell you the last time I hugged a black man. But I hugged Jasper. I hugged John Jennings. I hugged Wayne. I hugged three or four of them, Saturday. And I got a wife. <laughs> it's, it, 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 it's just love. It's the truest form of love. And uh, these guys taught me so much. So much. Some good, some bad. I'll be honest with you. Some, I remember Ronnie Cannon, if we needed five yards and they were in a five-man front, which meant there was a guy, a nose guard over me at the center, and Ronnie didn't have anybody over him, uh, Ronnie would sit there, and if it was a close game now, Ronnie would sit there, and we always said hut one, hut two when we snapped the ball, always. And we'd get in the huddle, and Ronnie would tell Wayne, snap the ball on three. And he'd look at everybody else in the huddle. He said, we ain't snapping the ball. So don't move. Don't be stupid. Don't move. And Wayne would would get up the line. We wouldn't even call a play. We'd get up the line and Wayne would say, hut one, hut two, and that nose guard to fire off and knock me in the air five yards. I wasn't no bigger than a peanut. <laughs> and and uh, we, we, we'd pick up the five yards we needed and get a first name. And after we graduated, my, my wife and Ronnie's wife were cousins. I asked Ronnie one time at a family thing, I said, how come you never did that when they was in a six-man front? And Ronnie looked up like he tilted that head sideways and looked through that top of that eye, and he said, do I look stupid? <laughs> he was going to let me get it. <laughs> but it truly, I mean, Joel, Jasper, David Terry, Jeff Manis, I, I, I Gary Scott, Kenny Chapman, Roy Jennings. I, I could go on and on. But we were a group. Well, thank you, sir. We did, we did not win a state championship in 1973 because we were good. We were good. We won a state championship in 1973. And I've got a brother who's got two Super Bowl rings. I've... I, I won a state championship. My son won a state. I know a little bit about sports. I'm telling you, we won a state championship because we were so tight. We knew what the other person was going to do because we cared about the other person, and we fought for each other. And and that's what that that's my opinion. You know, I'm, I'm just old dumb coal miner. I ain't a coal miner no more. So now I'm just old and dumb. But that's my opinion. <laughs> I truly believe it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. 
That was really And awesome. I apologize for being late. My wife had me out here working outside, and I lost track of time, and I knew y'all wouldn't beat me as hard as she would. So I was doing the work. Smart <laughs> <laughs> man. All right, gentlemen, we're about to wrap it up. Any 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 last words from anyone before we um we we get out of here? Duck Raleigh, Tim Moore. Um, let's see who's left. Mr. Allen, uh, Mr. Sheldon. This Curtis Simmons again. I I had to mute because I that was my road that was my road noise that was messing you up. But I finally got to a place I could stop. I just wanted to. Wanted to thank you guys for doing this. I, I've I've been driving home from work, and this is this has just been a blessing listening to this. I I love listening to the guys. I, everybody, and it's funny. Everybody has the same thing to say. We we were a close knit group, and we did win by working hard, and we won by believing that we were never going to lose. And uh, it was uh, it, it, it's great to still have people talking about something you did 50 years ago. So thank you, thank you all for doing it. I I, I want uh, this Keith Beasley again. I want to say something that was said Saturday to me uh, by Kenny Chapman. He said, "Let's not make it another fifty years before we do this again." And, and I told Kenny, I said, "Well, we don't have to make it fifty years." I said, "But I sure as heck hope we make it another fifty years to do it again." Let's do it again in 50 years, <laughs> because that means we've done it. I truly do, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, and I know my mom and my dad drove a lot of you guys. Uh, I truly do love every one of you, and my mom and dad did. And... and uh, it. Uh, it. Uh, I hope they showed it to you. I hope I showed it to you. You did. And and, and uh, I would do anything for you. All right. Anyone else? Yes, sir. Duck Riley. I'm waiting to hear from you. Hey, it's great, man. I, I wish everybody could have got on that we sent the text out to, but uh, hey. That did get on, guys. It's been a pleasure. It was great playing with you guys. Love all of you. Forward to seeing you, June Allen. All right. So all right, you will, man. All right. Never had it so good. You know, just because two nights in a row, I'm going to play this song for you all. You all have a great week. Never had it so good. Hey, you do the same. Thank you. Almost heaven. Uh-oh. West Virginia, <laughs> Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Life is older, older than the trees, younger than the mountains, growing like a free country road. Take me
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.